Hi everybody! Welcome to a new episode of Breakfast at Ruby's, a weekly question mark podcast where we talk about different topics. I say that because every single episode I say it's a weekly podcast, and then next thing I know, I do it every other week. So, you know, just... This is a good opportunity for me to remind you to follow me on t- on Twitter, on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to Breakfast at Ruby's on your favorite podcast services. Then you will know exactly when each episode comes out. Even if I don't keep up with schedule, at least you will know. Uh, but joining me today, I have two wonderful guests. To my left, we have Spin Blend. Hi. Hi. Please introduce yourself. Tell all the girlies about you, all the magical things that you do. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, um, I'm pretty new to streaming. I started like a couple months ago. And I am making soap and we're doing mostly Nintendo games. I have an Animal Crossing Island where we're a cowboy and a clown. Yes. And also we're doing shiny hunts. So that's basically what I'm what I'm doing right now. Delightful. Quick question. How many times do you hear the drop the soap joke on average? Oh god. Uh, <laughs> it's it's been it's at least like once a week, I would say. Okay. That's that's actually not that bad, you know? It's not not, that... not as bad as you might think, yeah. but still still pretty regularly. I may have just cursed you, and from now on, after folks listen to this, they might literally, go into literally it. Literally, um, hi, have you dropped the soap today? <laughs> <laughs> or like, don't drop the soap, spin. <laughs> um, so, you know, you're welcome. I just Thanks cursed you slash blessed you with that. Um, but anyway, to my right, we have the wonderful Tater Thoughts. Hi. Hi. <laughs> The floor is also yours. Feel free to introduce yourself. Tell us about the magical world of Tater Thoughts. Um, so um, I'm also a streamer. I stream uh, a bunch of different things. I've been streaming a lot of retro games, but I also hold a PowerPoint competition in which people uh, present PowerPoints. So it's a little different here. <laughs> um, but we had plenty of chaotic powerpoints last time we've had glenn win one we've had nurse win one we've had project ruby win funniest so uh i play a lot of games a lot of different games i've honestly been playing something different every time (laughs) but uh we try to keep it new and fresh with the powerpoints (laughs) oh my goodness and like spin i'm from florida so we and all my friends are too, so we're very chaotic. <laughs> it comes with the territory. Not me being muted. Hi, I'm I I unmuted. Yes, I am here. Thank you, chat, for letting me know. Uh, and the chat that I speak of is on Twitch.tv/slash Project Ruby. We actually film these live every single week or at least when i do it you know even if it's not every week it's um it happens occasionally um i say occasionally because i was actually random side story i raided someone and they didn't know how to properly say how often i did it but so they were like ruby 
occasionally does a podcast because I don't think I had done it that week. And I was like, I, you know what? I I see it. I I understand. And I I will do better, perhaps. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, but yes, what I was trying to say while I was muted was that it was so much fun to be a part of the of the PowerPoint uh, showdown. And it also was a fun reminder that the redacteds leave everything up until last minute because I, I remember every single person was like putting it together the day of. And I was like, you know what? I thought it was just me, but no, it's, it's a redacted thing. Like we all do it. <laughs> it's, you know... It happens, but it was such a fun time. So y'all, please do follow both of these amazing people because their content is so much fun. And like they said with their own words, it's wonderfully cursed. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see it. Um, I want to talk about a lot of different things. Uh, but first things first, I... I did kind of mention that the week has been a little weird uh, right before we started recording. And usually we talk about like recent topics and stuff like that. Um, And while I don't really want to get too much into politics, because this is supposed to be more of, um, you know, an escape for people to have some fun. uh, I do want to talk about a little bit uh, the importance of voting. because I know in the U.S. the elections are coming, I think, exactly a month from now, right? 30 days from now or something like that. So uh, do y'all want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, that, like registering to vote and for people like to, to raise a little bit of awareness for that? Um, so we can start with, with, with I was going to call you blend. Let's let's start with blend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just especially like in these most recent elections so so important and of course since we're the u.s every state does literally everything differently so look up deadlines for registering for your state look up deadlines for mail-in ballots vote safely and and yeah like these elections are just really important so I, i just wanted to make sure everybody like gets gets registered and gets the vote in because it's, it's coming down to the wire. There's something that intrigues me about how the U.S. voting system works. Because uh, you did just say that it's different for every state. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Because over here, it's literally like we all just go to vote. And then, like, it's usually, I think it's the same day for everybody. It's like yeah. literally the same thing for, like, everyone has the, the same kind of system. And uh, and then, yeah, Nikki Mirage in chats mentioned the ele- Electoral College. And I also have no idea what that is, because over here we just count the votes. So if okay, y'all don't mind getting a little bit into the electoral that. Electoral College, because it would take the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, no, not that. <laughs> it would take the entire podcast and then some. Oh, my God. I've been living here my whole life and voting since I was 18. I still don't quite know. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yeah every like because with the way the u.s is just every state is basically its own country mm. so deadlines for registering are different in every state like voting policies are different in every state i know 
like Texas is going through a big thing right now because there's a lot of like voter suppression going on, uh, closing polling drop-off places so that there's only one in every county, which is ooh, really upsetting. Um, so definitely like stay informed in your state politics, your local politics, because those matter ju just as much too. And um, definitely like look up information that's relevant to your state. Yeah, I'm experiencing this a little firsthand at the moment because I moved from Florida to Maine. I moved states this year, uh, so I have to re-register in a new state, and it was a completely different process. Oh, no. The voting is completely different here. Maine is the only state that I know of that has ranked choice voting in the United States, where you say this is my first, second, third choice, oh. versus Florida, where you just choose one. Um, so it's a little different uh, here. For those of you who are not watching the video version and you're just listening to the show, I was essentially, for the last few minutes, that math lady gif of like me trying to figure out why things are different everywhere and it's, it's, a, it's a process. But definitely stay informed. I know there's a website for people to register, right? Or And, and it has like uh, information on how everybody can... Um, can register to vote in the U.S. and stuff like that. So, do you all happen to know that um, um, so that we can kind of uh, give that information out? Because I know in some places there's vote. like... Vote.org. Sorry, you cut off a little bit. Sorry, uh, vote.org. There you go. Go that go to that website because I've I, I've heard that in some places the deadlines are either like today or already passed by the time you're listening to this. So definitely stay tuned, stay informed because um, people may wonder like, Ruby, you're not even from the U.S. Why do you care about this? But if y'all would be surprised at how much of a chunk U.S. politics take into like a regular news like um broadcast right uh th like this year even for the first time they aired live the um the debate recently and they aired it at like 1 or 2 a.m or something in like a very like in our news channels basically so and i don't think that that has ever happened um so definitely the things that do happen in the U.S. do affect the rest of the world. I know from the European perspective, I know in other uh, European countries, either like super conservative um, politicians have been either elected or they were very close to getting elected because it is like a domino effect. Like people see the examples that happen in other countries and then they kind of either replicate it or it just kind of um, echoes out throughout the the rest of the world or other parts of the world even here in portugal like i know it's really bad of me to say this but like i've never been like concerned about like sometimes i i don't think when it came when it comes to presidential stuff i think i only voted once i'm 26 like i i don't know much about math but i'm pretty sure i could have voted more often but i was just never concerned about who was going to win because we never had any I, as, as far as I know, like we've never had a politician that was going to like take rights away from people that was going to be like super conservative and it was going to make everyone's lives harder because uh, for a small country that for as small as we are in Portugal, we did get marriage equality like I, th I think like a few years before the US, for example. So 
I was just like never concerned about any of that. But then since Trump got elected in the US, there there's now a political individual in Portugal who is very Trump-esque. Um, and people like are kind of concerned, not too concerned, but, but, but concerned enough, I think, in the... Um, um, you know how they do like the predictions kind of thing. Um, they he this person placed third place already, and we there's like not all can- candidates have been revealed yet, and he's from an independent party too. I'm pretty sure. So it's quite scary that someone from like an independent party would be like so high up the ranks. So this time around, I'm definitely more concerned. And uh, in Portugal, uh, it's in January, the election. So I'm definitely keeping my eye out. Uh, I was already more informed with the news this year because of COVID and everything. Like we, you want to be a little bit more uh, aware of stuff going on. But damn, y'all, you better vote because what y'all do in your country affects the rest of the world, whether you like it or not. Um but that's enough politics for <laughs> for for the day. Uh, we are in October, so I think I thought we could talk about spooky stuff. Um, and as content creators, how each of us kind of looks at the spooky season, and um, yeah, we can we can kind of get a little bit into into that. So first things first, are y'all into spooky things? Is this the time of the year where y'all thrive? What's what's the tea? We can start with tatered thoughts this time. Uh, so definitely, yes. <laughs> um, I love horror movies. I love Halloween. I love all of it. Uh, I am very excited to completely revamp everything stream-wise, like home-wise, like decorate. I'm excited for it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And I, I, it's a good opportunity to play some spooky games too, which I haven't done too much. Uh, I've done a little bit, but I'm excited to play some spooky games too. And then there's just a bunch of new stuff coming out, so I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> and it's a good chance to like work on some cosplays too. I feel I'm working on one at the moment, and Halloween is a good excuse for that. But uh, it's just a good excuse to dress up. It's a good excuse to be scared and have a fun time. And it's one of my favorite times of the year. Yes. What about you, Spin? Well, I'm not usually so much into like... <laughs> we talked about this on, on my stream last night. I'm not usually so much into scary stuff. I'm into spooky. <laughs> you can see the hands. Spooky. Uh... <laughs> so like, I'm really excited about the new Animal Crossing update. I um I looked in the shop yesterday um for like new spooky outfits and there were like all these like cute little witch dresses and I was I was just having I was living I was having a moment and um I <laughs> I have an island that I share with my partner uh for like off stream we literally uncoordinated we did not coordinate on this we bought a hundred pumpkins um as one does so we bought a hundred pumpkins so Uh, that happened (laughs) i love that (laughs) yeah um i'm definitely i'm loving the spooky animal crossing stuff i'm excited for um not necessarily spooky but it's going to be spooky the way that i do it um the 
uh, Pokemon Crown Tundra because there's going to be like a mode where you can team up with like gym leaders and stuff. And you know I'm teaming up with my spooky boy, my my ghost son, <laughs> Alistair. Yes. So I'm excited for that too. Awesome. I am not someone who thrives in the spooky season. I am not that kind of redacted that watches horror stuff, consumes horror things. Um, I've never really been the fan. I... I get jump scared at Tomb Raider, so that should tell you the level of sensitive that I am. Um, but it, I I do love like the different aspect of things. Like there's just a different mood around this time, and like as a content creator, it gives you a little bit of a chance to get a little creative and and just like adapt to it a little bit. I know a lot of people change out their overlays, so I think it's cool to see that. I haven't put in that kind of work, but I will be changing things up a little bit for my content. Like, um, I'm playing this game. It's a visual novel called Wicked Willow, and it's literally about queer witches and i'm super excited to get into it um i'm also excited to play resident evil 2 the resident evil series i can manage because you have control over the situation you know what i mean like i played was it soma i forget uh i did charity stuff this year and one of the prompts was for me to do a horror game like at, if i hit a specific goal and i think it was soma i don't i don't know if it was outlast i think it was soma and that game scared the shit out of me because you have no control over anything and the only thing you can do is run right like you can't attack you can't fight back you just have to run the only redeeming aspect was that there was a locker room part so you know there were naked naked boys but they try to kill you anyway so it's like is it worth it? Is it not? Um, and also, I was streaming it, so I had to look away from the interesting parts of the stream. Let's just say that. Because uh, terms of service are a thing. But, you know... Um, so, okay, I, I, I am being informed. This is about Outlast. Gorgeous. Um, so, it was Outlast that I played. And um, I, did, I did not... Actually, at first, I hated it. I was like, I hate being scared. But after a while, you just, like, I don't know if it's the adrenaline. I don't know if it's, like, that feeling of, like, you accomplishing stuff after, like, even though you're scared, you kind of did it. Like, there's a little bit of that thrill of, like, I did that. But, yeah, I'm not one for, like, too much spooky stuff. Um, and over here in Portugal, Halloween is not really, like, a big deal. Um, so, like, for us, we have Carnival in, like, February, so that's where everybody kind of dresses up and has fun. Uh, for Halloween, it's not really, like, that huge of a deal. Although we do get, like, you know, sales on candy and stuff like that, so that's, that's great. Um, but yeah, do y'all have any, like, um, fun... And by fun, I mean, not for me, but fun for maybe people listening slash watching the podcast. Uh, spooky stories. Do y'all have some? I know Spin. <laughs> Spin was sharing a story about a Furby the other day when I was streaming. And I 
have a necessity for every single one of you to know of this story because if I had to hear it, y'all have to hear it. So, <laughs> so you're welcome. So yeah, why don't you go ahead, Spin? Oh my god. Okay, so what would trigger this whole like, like Raven Simone seeing the vision? I remember I unrepressed the memory of this Furby story was <laughs> Ruby was playing Tomb Raider and there's these like faces on the walls in some of the levels and they look ex they they look like Furbies. They literally look like Furby faces. And just seeing these Furby faces just like triggered the memory of my experience with my Furby as a child. Okay. So let's take us take us back in time. It's 1999. Uh, I am eight years old at this time. It is <laughs> Um, it is the winter of 1999, um, I'm in, like, a really, like, super rural community, like, on the New York-Canada border, very, like, like, no one would hear you scream if something happened, like, <laughs> like that kind of thing, just setting this I... up, anyway, <laughs> anyway, okay, so, to my childhood delight, my <laughs> my parents did get me a Furby for Christmas that year. And this Furby, um, this Furby possibly gained sentience, possibly was possessed by a demon. I'm still not quite sure which, but like... <laughs> to be determined. Like, to be determined. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> this Furby... Like, it started out fine, great, I'm living my eight-year-old life, I have a Furby, everything's great. And then the Furby, like, starts, like, getting too smart. Like, it learned that whenever our phone rang, we would all, like, go run to the phone. So uh -uh. the Furby was like, hey, the Furby, like, reasoned in its Furby brain. Like, hey. <laughs> the Furby brain. Let me. <laughs> this thing was sentient. Like. Ugh. It reasoned in its its little Furby brain. Hey, if I make the sound of the phone, everyone will run to me and pay attention to me. I... So whenever it wanted attention, it would like mimic the sound of our phone. And like I hate it, it so much. It got to the point where it was doing it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like every every like hour or so, like in the middle of the night, it didn't care. It was it was over there just like ring ring. I'm a Furby. <laughs> Um, <laughs> ring ring I'm a Furby <laughs> I love but that yeah, it's very, very disturbing and then <laughs> like a couple months in um, we're already dealing with that and somehow I don't know what happened to it I swear like I was taking good care of it I didn't like do anything to it but like the voice box like got distorted somehow in the Furby. Just to make things it, worse. <laughs> it literally sounded like a demon. <laughs> it was all like <laughs> low pitched and garbly. And like, it literally, it sounded like a demon. It scared the me. <laughs> it scared my entire family. Like, it wasn't I... just like eight year old me that was spooked <laughs> by this. Like my entire family was like, we have to get this thing out of here. So what ended up happening our solution for this this furby mess that we created um my dad got like a, a big like fishing net 
because he literally he didn't want to touch it like that's how <laughs> spooky it was uh, you... he got like a big fishing net and like held it like six feet away from him and, <laughs> and took it out into our into our barn <laughs> and like just just yeeted that bad boy into the barn <laughs> And the thing is, okay, this happened in 1999. We sold that house in 2005 to move down south. We never got that Furby out. That Furby's still up there. I... <laughs> Not y'all cursing another family. We cursed the family that came after us. <laughs> I... Also, wasn't there an occasion where... It, it would say that it was hungry, like, randomly inside of the closet oh, in the middle of the yes. night. Yeah, like, it, it would, like, ring or, like, say that it was hungry. <laughs> I, the way oh. Furbies have, like, they're so cursed. And by that point, I, like, I had to put it away because I was, I was sick of it ringing all the time and it was just <laughs> terrifying. Absolutely But then when it became disgusting. a demon, it was all over. Just into the barn. There, I don't know how the Furbies are still a thing. Like, there are so many horror stories of people, like, removing the batteries and it still works. Like, the demonic voices that they make. Like, why are Furbies yeah, still a thing? We took out the batteries and it still it still was going. It was still doing the demon voice. Send that's, help. That's why we put it in the barn. I know. I... I cannot. I personally don't have... First of all, thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't really have any, like, spooky stories of my own, but I do have a witch family member, and there is, like, a story in the family where, um, they basically, an uncle of mine, I guess this was at a point where, um, his dad had died so apparently like and this is the thing apparently my mom saw like the ghost of her dad that week or something like that and uh apparently every everyone kind of saw him right and then but th there was this specific sibling that apparently had a more i guess complicated relationship with him and um I, I guess he, like, saw him for, like, a whole week. Like, every other sibling saw him, like, maybe one time or something like that. Or they thought they saw him or something like that. Uh, but for this case, I think it was for longer than that. So, naturally, he rings up the, the witch family member. And he's like, hey, send help. So, what essentially happened... I don't really know the full story perfectly well... Because um, I only heard it like once or twice, but apparently it was a situation where that f the witch family person uh, apparently invited the spirit of the of my grandpa into his body, and he was speaking through him or through my uncle, something like that. And then um, there was some sort of like exorcism esque situation that may have taken place. I, nobody really knows the full details, or at least if I know the details, I don't. I do not have them in my brain because I may have blocked them out. Um, so that happened in my family. <laughs> so there's that. Just you know, a casual, um, a casual story. I don't really have much of a spooky story. Anyway, here's an exorcism. Uh, 
<laughs> not you not being able to confirm or deny whether this happened or not because you don't know. Oh no, it happened. I just don't know the details, but it happened. <laughs> like memory wipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I just don't need to remember the details perfectly. But it, it was a thing. And I, I I guess it was, you know, I guess it was kind of traumatic for the people who lived it. I guess. Just, you know, just a thought. Just, um, just putting it out there. So th- they don't really get into that story super often. But this was like, this was a long, long time ago. Because he was, I was little. I was in elementary school when he passed away. So, um yeah, I think the takeaway from that is that he was getting closure before he moved on to the other side, which I find to be a beautiful sentiment, you know? Like, let's take that away from it, you know? Like, just a resolution of um, family conflict before moving to the other side. And I guess we can we can leave it on that beautiful note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, do you have any sort of, like, spooky stories, Tater? I have... I, I not to circle back to Furbies, but I have a Furby story oh my of my own. <laughs> well, yes, more Furby stories. Here we go with so the Furbies. We had a cursed Furby also. <laughs> oh no, my sister. And so it it did the whole nine yards. You took the batteries out, and it still talked to you. Like you, you could lock it away for a long time, and it would just it would just whisper, and you would hear it throughout the house, no matter what we did to get rid of this Furby, it just would talk all the time. So my sister threw it into some trees in the neighborhood. Not the trees. And Naturally, you know. <laughs> a couple weeks later, <laughs> we're sitting in our house and we hear, I love you. I... <laughs> not that. We're both like, what was that? Not again. <laughs> we're like, this, this cannot be possible. And like we like search our whole house, and it's like in one a cabinet in my sister's room, and you just see the Furby just standing there like on its own, as if it just like walked back. No, and we're, we're both like looking at each other like, how did this happen? <laughs> and it turns out that earlier that day, my dad was doing yard work, found it, and put it back. <laughs> okay, without telling That's us. But, but we took the batteries out when we threw it in the woods. So we were like even more amazed that there were batteries in it. We had no idea. My dad didn't tell us for years. Oh my so we were god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were very distraught. We were like, "How did this?" <laughs> oh my god! So now, looking back at every story that I've heard, maybe this whole time it's just been parents fucking with their children. Like, oh my god, they left their toy out here. Let me put the batteries back in and let me put it back in its place. And then as a kid, you're like, how did you get back here? And why are you talking again? (laughs) Um, But allegedly, Spin may or may not have another exorcism kind of story. So... Yes, get into it. Why not? We're just not going to sleep today. Who needs sleep? Okay. (laughs) Trust me, this is a much more lighthearted exorcism story. Oh, love Um, it. When I said fun exorcism story, I meant it. Uh, (laughs) A fun story. (laughs) Yeah, you talking about exorcism, like, triggered this other memory. Okay. Not this. So, I... (laughs) I worked in retail for many years, and when you work in retail, <laughs> not retail—that <laughs> yeah, was the, that was not the setup that I was expecting. <laughs> I'm just imagining like an exorcism circle in the middle of like a Macy's. 
<laughs> oh man. Oh. When you work in retail, you know you see some shit. Like it's. Oh my god. <laughs> you see everything. <laughs> so, okay. So, I was. I think I was like a, a a manager at this time in a department store, and I was just like kind of making my rounds, like doing my thing, checking on everybody, making sure everything was cool. And I was in the tool department, and um, I, I passed by this guy who is on on like a flip phone, like cell phone, and he's just like, he's kind of like minding his own business. He's like very like intently like looking at tools, like putting them in his little hand basket, and <laughs> on his flip phone, just like very quietly talking. And I get closer to him. Uh, to be like, hi, how are you, sir? Can I help you find anything? Um, <laughs> and I, I overhear him being like, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and the Spirit. I and then, like start going into Latin not and like everything. <laughs> uh uh. So here's this here's this man, just just casually performing an exorcism via cell phone. Flip phone, flip phone to be exact. Flip phone in the tool department of a, like a department store, <laughs> midday on a like a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. Not bad. While casually shopping for tools. To be fair, that yeah. is a great way of like not having the store clerks bother you. Just pretend you're performing an exorcism via phone and they're not going to come to you and be like, hi, how can I help you? You know what I mean? Like, if you just, like, slowly sure, but surely... No just pretend that you're speaking Latin and pretend that you're performing an exorcism and nobody will try to help you. I don't know why you would want oh, that when you can just God. wear headphones or something. But... Um, this sounds like a good COVID way to keep people six feet away. <laughs> also that, yes. Just have, like, a spray bottle and just, like, write in marker, like, holy water. And then just, like, spray people as you walk past them. Like, hey, you're not... This is not six feet. You're not separated from me enough. Here's some holy water to cleanse your sins. Not bleach. Okay, anyway, chat is going out of control. <laughs> Never in control. Uh, well, T. Debatable. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what, these are, these have been some wonderful, spooky stories, for sure. Some people may not be able to sleep, and I'm sure there's going to be that one person like, that was not spooky enough, to which case... Leave your spooky stories in the comments down below. We want to know. We want to read them. We want to see. Um, but yes, um, I kind of also wanted to talk a little bit about the, like, Halloween season during the pandemic and how that's going to be different this time. Um, not just from the perspective of, like... Um, just not being able to go outside as much, I guess. But from the perspective of uh, now that the holiday season is coming, um, do y'all have any, like, specific feelings on, like, celebratory occasions versus everything going on, even politics-wise, right? Like, 
even for your content, do you have to like put yourself in a specific mental place to be like, okay, this is what what we're gonna do, or do you are you do you make it a point to celebrate things harder now that it's like you know when we find a reason to celebrate something, let's fully celebrate it, even though we're in very weird circumstances, right? Uh, but yeah, do y'all have any kind of um, takes on on that perspective for y'all? If, if like if y'all have thought about that at all, because the holiday season is barely getting started, right? Um, but yeah, do y'all have any feelings on on that? We can start with Tater this time. I think it's going to be really tough for kids, mm-hmm. uh, especially young kids, because they won't know necessarily why they can't go out and about and do it. I mean, some of them obviously know that something's off and wrong. Uh, and I, I feel really bad for kids that are like growing up during COVID because they, I feel like it's a lot tougher for them to like understand why everyone is doing what they're doing. Um, but then you add on top of that, you can't do stuff like Halloween, which is like very key to growing up as a kid as in the US anyway. Um, it, it definitely is going to be hard for kids. That said, I know that people are still going to do it in the U.S. because people will ignore any rules that we have in the U.S. So I just hope that people end up being safe doing it. Um, and I, I would I would try to find workarounds if anyone is going to do it in the sense that you could like leave a bowl of candy on the porch and hope that people socially distance as they do it. You can you can celebrate Halloween at home. You can watch Hocus Pocus. You can carve a pumpkin. Like you can literally do everything and still get that same experience at home. And I hope that people do. Um, but it is gonna. I mean, Halloween is a very like. There's a big nostalgia factor for it if you grew up as a kid and went trick or treating, uh, because you remember getting dressed up and going out with friends and getting candy. It's just a very big, like, it's almost like Christmas kind of level. Some some people get a lot of uh, nostalgia for it. So it's going to be really tough for people to not do it. Uh, but we'll see how people actually handle it this year. Oh, excuse me. My mic sometimes doesn't unmute. Anyway, she's <laughs> unmuted. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I I definitely I definitely have that concern not over Halloween because like I said it's not really like a big deal here, um, but mostly about as we gear towards Christmas season, which we're still like a few months away from, but um, that's really like the only holiday we celebrate here, like um, well Christmas and like December holidays right like we don't celebrate like thanksgiving or anything like that so uh it it does concern me a little bit and from even from like the perspective of creating content it's this year i i just in general i found it very weird to just do stuff in general like i remember there was like a period of time where i was like I, I just had no creativity f- or, like, no energy to, like, do anything because it felt like any like anything that, I w- that was content-related was, like, silly and irrelevant and there were more things important to focus on. But then I had to have a turnaround in ideas because as much as times are hard for people, it's also important to have, like, our streams and our content for some people is how they get through their day, right? Or we can help them, like, 
laugh a little bit, smile for at least like a few minutes or distract them from the things that are going on. And even like we can always use our platforms as well to raise money for people who need uh, it um, through all the shenanigans that have happened this year, like literally like natural disasters and there's been like the pandemic um so many so many different things that took place this year and um that that's kind of a thing that i i kind of like to focus though about like making a space where people can kind of have a bit of an escape while at the same time providing a bit of like info still like i don't want people to necessarily come into my channel and be completely oblivious of everything going on but at the same time i don't want them to have that like as their main priority at that moment right um but yeah how how are you dealing with uh, all of that spin when it comes to like holidays coming up and like content creation and your own mental health and all of that during what th this cursed year of 2020 <laughs> yeah um i feel like this year has kind of been like weirdly one of the worst and the best years of my life like because like because of like if the if the pandemic hadn't happened if i wasn't at home all the time like, I don't know if I would have gotten into Twitch as much as I have this year. I don't know if I would have started streaming. Like, I don't know if I would have made the connections that I have this year and the, the form of the friendships that I have this year. So, like, it's it's kind of weird to, to wrap my head around that. Because, like, it's... I definitely want to be, like, in that space. Kind of, like you said, like, aware, but not hyper-focusing. Yeah. And, like, Twitch definitely helps me like helps me with that it just keeps me keeps me aware of the issues because i don't want to like stick my head in the sand and pretend it's not happening but i want to i want to be aware but not like you know re constantly refreshing the news on my phone scrolling yeah. like because especially like at the start of the whole pandemic and everything i was i was just like out of my mind like constantly like refreshing looking okay how many new cases any cases of florida yet like and you just you can't do that to yourself because like i'm i just kind of had to keep telling myself like i'm doing as much as i can and me as an individual person i'm staying home i'm social distancing i don't need to know everything like i it's okay to escape sometimes and I think that's especially important around, like, the holiday times. Um, and I'm really excited that, like, people are are still going to, like, have some kind of semblance of normalcy and do spooky stuff and, like, have spooky plans, like, safely and inside. I love that. And I, I definitely want to do that, too. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it kind of... Um, I agree with you. And there's a weird sense of guilt that comes with this year as well. Because for a lot of horrible things that have happened in other ways, like a lot of great things have happened as well to me personally. So it's very, it's a very weird mental space, right? Like to have certain like accomplishments or certain things happen to you and you're like, but there's 
all these things going on, right? And the year is still not even over. There's still like a whole quarter of the year left. And you're still like, what the hell is going on? Like this year has been such a roller coaster in that aspect. Um, because I feel like in other... Little did we know, like, and I remember, we all complained about 2019, and we all thought 2019 was terrible. And this year has been, like, just proving every single person wrong in every single capacity possible. Like, the news cycle, even, like, in gaming stuff, like, weird announcements left and right, and just, like, weird things that happen all the time, like, headlines that in any other circumstance wouldn't make any sense or anyone would even think of that and it's like happening it's it's really it's really odd um but you know it is what it is like we we have to continue to push forward and i do feel like as content creators we do have a bit of that responsibility to like not to be beacons of hope but in a way uh, we can be that for people. Uh, not that we should have that on our shoulders, but we can be a little bit of um, of that. But how do you balance or now that we're in the in the final quarter of the year, how have you balanced everything this year, right? And suddenly we got into like a, a weirdly, like serious part of the conversation uh but like the, today's episode is not planned at all so we're just kind of talking as things naturally come up um but yeah how have you found it like balance wise have you made it a point to like take more days off for your own sake are you trying to stream more to take your mind off of things how how is each of you kind of dealing uh this year and like balancing everything out we can start with spin this time well, honestly, I started making soap. Like, I just kind of... <laughs> we love that. I Listen. Started, <laughs> I started making soap literally in like Mar around March, April. Um, I was just like, eventually I was just like, okay, I can't spend all day just like looking at the news, constantly like refreshing the news. Why don't I just make soap about it? And like that really, <laughs> that's kind of what started everything. Like that led to me like streaming because i did like exclusively soap streams for a bit um and and that just kind of led to everything um so yeah i just because like soap makes sense you know there's like a specific ingredients that you need to put in there and you like mix it together in a specific way and at the end of it if you do everything right you get a soap like it makes sense and like i just kind of felt like nothing made sense so just like make a soap about it like that was that was <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it except for I just I, love that. I just made soap about it. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing makes sense. Just make some soap. It's fine. <laughs> no, absolutely. And it's it's really it it is kind of like funny, like looking back, because I do remember it being kind of a meme and I remember uh around like April, end of March, we were kind of um we did like a um quarantine bingo kind of thing or quarantine never have I ever kind of thing where like one of the things was like people randomly picking up a new hobby or or randomly picking something back up or learning how to do something for the first time and stuff like that and um 
I do love that. I do love that you took the year kind of as an opportunity rather than a hindrance, I guess. Um, and, and, and it is something that I didn't necessarily think of... Um, I didn't necessarily have a different approach to anything, really, um, this year. Like, I didn't necessarily pick up a new, like, habit or a new hobby or anything like that. But uh, it is really nice to see, like, people who did do that and to kind of uh, take that opportunity because this year slowed everyone down a lot, right? Like, everybody was like, go, go, go. Everybody was doing stuff, like travel plans all of these things and then all of a sudden the world was like "Mm, maybe not like remember all the plans that you made for this year everybody was gonna kick off the decade amazingly and it was gonna be yeah remember all the optimism well time to test your optimism by providing one of the worst years that you could ever imagine (laughs) But yeah, what's uh, what has been like your perspective on it, Tater? For me, it's like it, it goes in phases because uh, like the, this has been dragging on since March now. And how I reacted to it in March is not how it was in June, not how it is now. Uh, I was in school when it began. Now I work. Uh, I had a big break in between where I was kind of doing nothing. So like I went from, okay, I no longer have to go to school to, oh, I should probably pick up a hobby to, oh, um, I should be more conscious of what I'm doing. Oh, I need to figure out ways to occupy myself slash make up for other things. So like uh, not being able to go do stuff transitions to doing more varied stuff at home because being at home can get a little the same every day especially if you don't have like a set schedule uh so it's been a lot for me uh to process from different times because i'm doing different things and when i went back to work i work as a doctor so i uh one ended up from seeing literally no one ever to seeing hundreds of patients over a couple months But because I see so many people, I feel like I have to be even more isolated because what if I do get COVID? Uh, So I've had to completely, like literally every aspect of life has been impacted by it. And it's something that hasn't happened in my lifetime anyway. Something that was so comprehensive where it's like going to the grocery store is impacted by it. Uh, watching TV is impacted by it. Going to work is impacted by it. Like literally every aspect of life because it's just put a stop on everything. And working ways around that, it's like every every little thing that you have to do, you have to kind of navigate how to do something differently. Uh, and that has been exhausting, I would say. I think we talk a lot about the public health aspect. We talk a lot about the political aspect, about everything aspect, but we don't talk about just the mental health aspect of it in the sense that everyone is stuck at home all day, every day, every impact, every part of their life has been upended by it. Literally just, we have to correct a lot of things every single day and it just gets very exhausting. Uh, And that's where something like Twitch is very cathartic in the sense that I can just sit here and have a good time. I can hang out with people, which I don't get to do very often uh, anymore. So. It, I'm very glad that I started Twitch 
because uh, I also am a COVID Twitch streamer in a sense. <laughs> but uh, it, I think that entertainment and social gatherings are even more important than they've ever have been. Uh, you just have to do it in a different way. And uh, that's kind of how I've approached 2020. Yeah. Um, and people who are watching the video version, some of you may have seen me smile or maybe giggle a little bit, but chat is, as per usual, clown city. So I was just glancing at chat and trying my best to hold everything in. Uh, so, um, but no, absolutely. I think... Um, I've been trying to make more of an effort to be more social, like everywhere, like Discord, like check out more people on Twitch and stuff like that, because uh, it is truly like, I, I do live with my parents, but like, it's one of those things where like, when both of them are at work, it's like, I, I'm stuck at home and there's like no socialization for me. So I, it, it, it has been like a very big deal for me to like be live often um and i even discussed this with my community recently of like when i do take a day off or whenever i'm like okay i'm not gonna stream that day but i'm gonna work on other content like i don't know what to do with myself anymore like i i don't know what to do with myself when i'm not streaming um and even like going outside for any kind of reason it's like what you said tater like it's there has been such an impact on literally anything that you do that it's like you see so many steps of like, oh, my God, I'll have to wear a mask. I have to like if I touch anything when I'm outside, I cannot touch my face or anything like that. Like you have to be so hyper aware of everything that any like small thing that you would do is has like so much effort behind it now uh, that even I guess for people like me who are more like introverts, like it, it drains even more energy out of you to do any anything really. Um, but I also wanted to say something that has to do with the pandemic, and it's something that I felt the need to also share recently, is that um, the pandemic shouldn't be like an opportunity for people to try to be more productive, because I know that a lot of people have like that aspect has impacted people as well like they feel like they're not doing enough like they feel like they see people being super productive and they see people picking up all these new hobbies and they're like well i'm not doing anything i'm just like surviving and i'm just like existing and i just all i did today was like shower and to that i i say like that's completely valid and completely fine because um this is literally like the first year that is like out of so many that you may have lived where it's like everything is different everything is so different everything is so impacted so dramatically so there i don't think there you, there should be any pressure on anyone to try to do more or whatever it might be because like i said everyone has different ways to deal. And for some people, it may be to like try to be more active and to try to do more stuff. But if you're the opposite and you need to be comfy and you need to kind of just like stand back and just kind of process everything at your own pace, then that's completely valid as well. Like never feel like pressured or obligated to like 
keep up with everything because people also like they only share the good stuff like they only share when they're like oh my god today i went out to the grocery store i edited three videos i went live for six hours i did all of these things i raised money for charity like it feels like they did all of the things that you could possibly do within like a day and but obviously like the next day i'm sure they weren't as productive right so like people like to share the highlights but i'm sure not every single day is super productive for every single person so don't feel pressured at all um for those people watching on twitch uh we do have a q a portion of the show so uh if you're watching on youtube or listening to this later on podcast services you actually get an opportunity to ask us questions if you do watch if you do watch live so definitely i would definitely recommend that twitch.tv slash project ruby and we have a few questions from chat so the first question is from dextralicious uh and he asked what's y'all's favorite halloween candies or treats Ooh. um I, this is a perfect opportunity because I feel like we have um, an incoming conversation that is very important. I was not aware that this was so polarizing, but let's talk oh, no. about candy corn because I don't think we have it here at all. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, How much time do we have? <laughs> so we, we have a very limited amount of time for this. Uh, and the stream, okay, I, I think chat is dropping hints that we, this is a conversation that is, um, uh, going to be very polarizing. So, let's start with Tater. To the right, we have Tater. What are your thoughts on candy corn? So, I, even if I'm the only one here, you can have 99 people in a room that disagree <laughs> with you, but candy corn is still good. <laughs> Candy corn has layers of fun. It looks <laughs> like Halloween and it tastes like Halloween and it's delicious. <laughs> wow. I, can, I don't know what it tastes like. I don't know if it even is supposed to have a flavor <laughs> in particular. This is a pro argument, right? But it is so <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, spin your thoughts. Okay, so candy corn is a food crime. Um, <laughs> welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> I candy corn is a food crime. A TED talk by <laughs> Okay, so I was I'm I was racking my brain for like what candy corn actually tastes like, like mm -hmm. in. I know it's spooky season. We're going to debate candy corn. Like, it's got to happen at least once a year. I was racking my brain for my one brain cell for what <laughs> candy that. corn actually tastes like. And mm -hmm. um, y'all know those, like, little baby bell cheeses in the wax? <laughs> I know where this is going, and I, I cannot disagree more strongly. <laughs> I... Little baby bell cheeses in the wax. Uh huh. Um, did any of y'all, as children, ever um, uh, ac accidentally or on purpose eat the wax? <laughs> I maybe. Because that's maybe... what candy corn. Okay, like. gorgeous. You know what? Like, go on, go on. Like yes, 
yes, it is like a very nostalgic, like spooky, cute. I love candy corn aesthetically. Like the aesthetic of candy corn. Love that. Adorable. Um, would I want to eat it? No. That's thank you for coming to my TED talk. It tastes like wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, some <laughs> some strong is like a Twizzler or like licorice where if you like eat one, you're like, wow, this is this is something. And then you just keep on you just keep on eating it and you can't stop. And I'm not saying that it's great, but it's addicting and I love it. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's the thing I'll accept. So we're doing a very scientific um, research right now. I have a poll going on on Twitch. I will let you know of the results in a little bit. I have no opinions of my own on that because I don't think that if that's a thing here, I've never had it. So uh, I will keep you updated whenever I do taste candy corn so and we'll see which side i i take thank you so much for being so respectful by the way the results are in and 70 percent of the chat said hell no so you know this is a very scientific research obviously um and let us know you know if you're on youtube uh let us know in the comments what your your thoughts are on candy corn um and that's that on that uh sly hayato blur asks do you have a favorite halloween costume uh that you may have worn in the past um again i stay uncultured i have no thoughts empty em empty head empty yes that's what i was trying to say hello words are difficult um because halloween isn't a big deal here so i just i don't think i've well, I dressed up once on stream. I did drag one time, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do y'all have a favorite costume that you've worn before that you want to share with the, with the audience? This could be a redemption for people who are standing on the opposite side of, of the candy corn discussion, and they may have disagreed with either of you. This could be a moment for redemption <laughs> no pressure but spin do you have do you have a favorite oh my god okay so i i don't usually dress up for halloween like now uh just because you know i i plan stuff and then before i know it it's october 30th and i have nothing <laughs> ready um <laughs> love that probably my favorite my favorite costume for when i was a kid was i did i did a robot costume that I like spent like months building. I built it out of like cardboard and tin foil and like tubing and all the whole yes. situation. <laughs> I was like seven or so, and like <laughs> I did. I went. I did the whole thing. It was huge. Like it took up like at least like two to three like kid size me's in space <laughs> <laughs> yes i love that and it was a moment <laughs> and i couldn't sit down in it so that was <laughs> Listen, maybe a lack of foresight but, you know maybe so um they look cute you know fashion sometimes isn't practical and that's just the takeaway okay. from that story <laughs> do you have a favorite by the way everyone is asking for pictures so I don't have pictures of the robot. Oh, this no. Literally over 20 years ago. Oh. 
Well, it's um, over. If anyway. I can, if I can dig them up somewhere, I'll post them. Yes, please. I don't know if I'll be able to find them. Just like back when we had physical pictures, so. Oh, yeah. Back in the olden times where you had to go to the store with your camera roll and you have to have them printed and then you would and then like some of them would not be great some of them would be blurry and you never knew yeah exactly (laughs) and it was a tragedy every single time (laughs) but there were a couple of good ones every time too so it's fine uh but yeah what about you tater do you have any favorite costumes looking back at the times my favorite thing that I ever was for Halloween was also 90s peak Pokemon. I was Charmander. I was just a little kid in a Charmander suit. And I was very proud of my Charmander suit. And I remember very vividly, I was trick-or-treating door to door. And I saw this like lady on the street and she goes, oh my God, look at this cute little rabbit. And I I was furious i was so mad i was like shaking and i literally like whipped her with my tail and i was like i'm a charmander and stormed (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am i'm a charmander (laughs) i love that charmander listen this is going to be a polarizing conversation but charmander is one of the the superior starters and that's that on that. Squirtle is cute. Bulbasaur, bottom tier. Anyway. Listen, people were attacking both of you for the candy corn. And they will attack me for the Pokemon opinions. It's okay. It's fine. It's um, it's it's fine. You know, we pretend not to hear the feedback. Um, anyway, uh, we have another question from Rune Crown, uh, and uh, he asked, "What is your favorite spooky urban legend or ghost story from your town slash area? Is that is there such a thing? Uh, I do." I do have one, but I think it's more of, like, a racist thing than anything. Because people, for the longest time, they would say, like, um, that there was... And there was always a different town, right? It was always a different town, but it was, like, this urban legend. Like, it happened, right? And they would say that the... If you went into... uh, Because here in Portugal, we have a lot of Chinese um, immigrants, and they open their own, like, stores, and they have, like, a bunch of, like... um, They sell usually, like, a little bit of everything. Like, they sell clothing, they sell toys, they sell general products and uh, and stuff like that. And for a while, people were spreading this story that someone had gone into a store that was Chinese-owned, and they... Got taken into like they there was like um like a tile I guess that would open and someone snatched them into like a a, a, a hidden basement and they would like shave their and they shaved all of their hair off or something like that and they like sold that person or something or like they were human trafficking that person or something like that so and I heard that story in different like areas like different regions and I was like 
this just sounds like a racist story and it feels like I feel like it never happened and it's just like a racist story that got randomly spread so that's the closest thing I have to an urban legend and I hate it so do y'all have any more do y'all have any that may not be racially charged like this spin I, I saw um, you I saw yeah. you I saw you ag- nodding like I have some <laughs> yeah I do um so the Furby story um is far from the only thing that occurred in in my childhood home um <laughs> I don't really have anything from like my my local community now but um in the town where I grew up my house um you know like the house that the kids are like, oh, don't don't go there for Halloween. You'll like, uh, it's a spooky house. Our house was that house. Um, <laughs> so I I was I was the urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, what I was house, expecting. Anyway, go on. Our house was in um, like y'all know those books. Um, they're like weird New York, weird New Jersey, weird whatever state. And, um, and it's, like, different, like, haunted houses and, like, spooky stuff. Um, our house was in, um, weird New York. (laughs) (laughs) Not weird New York. (laughs) Just look it up. Google Maps. Weird New York. It's a thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, our house was definitely, like, rumored to be haunted. It was a super, super, super old house, um, built in, like, 1700-something, like, just, like, it, it looked like a haunted house. Oh, no. (laughs) Personally, I don't believe in ghosts. I will say, I don't believe in ghosts. But. Oh, no. Um. Here we go. Occasionally, occasionally spooky things would occur that I still don't know if I can explain properly. Uh. <laughs> Not that. Maybe there's that's that provides a bit more context to the Furby story. Yeah, maybe I should have led with that. <laughs> hey, I grew up in a spooky haunted house. <laughs> maybe there's a little bit more to that Furby than... <laughs> Wow. Anyway, Tater, do you have do you have any urban <laughs> legends that you uh, that you have heard about from your area and such? So kind of, I have one that's like kind of my local community, and one that's like just kind of bigger, I guess. So I, I grew up in Florida. I grew up in Central Florida, where it's real swampy, and we had a legend about a really big alligator. It didn't have a very specific name. It was just like a a giant alligator like even bigger than a normal one you would see that would just like snatch kids into the lake because uh, we had a bunch of lakes so uh, that was maybe one the other one is uh, if you know Goosebumps which I'm a huge Goosebumps fan yes. the werewolf fever swamp was like where I grew up like that's where it's based off of so like there was like werewolf e uh, urban legends as well <laughs> nice my brother actually collected the um, the the, like the books i i was gonna say comics but i think they were books and they had a couple of like um 
like illustri- il- illustrations on it but i for some reason in my in my head i was like were they comics no they were not um i remember being very spooked by the series because i i was uh my like my brother was i think a teen but i was not i was very young and i was like i hate it i hate everything about this now looking back this may provide context to me not liking horror stuff <laughs> Maybe, maybe so. But I did watch it as an adult because it is on Netflix in my in my region. And it was a good time. I was able to laugh at the silliness and the um, visual effects of, of its time. Um, so, um, yeah. Also, we have the very scientific results on the favorite Pokemon started from Gen 1. And in first place is Charmander with 50% of the votes. So... I was correct. The superior one is Charmander. However, in a turn of events, 33% of the people voted for Bulbasaur for second place. So 33% of the people watching are wrong. And then 17% uh, voted for Squirtle, which I'm sorry, who hurt you? Um... (laughs) Like, why? Leave leave Squirtle... Give Squirtle more love, please. Anyway... <laughs> now that I dragged my chat... Um, <laughs> um, we do have a question from Penny. Um, what games do you like to play? Other than the games that you... Um, you stream and we could take this into a spooky situation as well like do y'all have any favorite horror games or any games that you uh you kind of grew up with or anything of the sort that kind of shaped that that kind of shaped you as a gamer the gamer that you are today uh we can go with with Sabine. Uh, or unless y'all want me to go first while you think of uh of your own answers yeah i think i'm okay i got one oh okay there we go you can go then um so i was obsessed absolutely obsessed with goosebumps escape from horrorland for windows 95 when i was a kid and it was a live action video game and it had like actual filmed actors so jeff goldblum is in it um as well as a bunch of other people and it was filmed by steven spielberg so it literally has like real life actors but it's a video game and it was just really spooky it's still scary honestly and it's so much fun um so that's probably my favorite spooky video game and then in general anything nintendo got a switch love the switch Uh, sorry, I was typing in chat because people are trying to say that there's some sort of propaganda over Bulbasaur not winning. And I'm just here saying maybe you should have voted. Maybe so. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I actually do have um, a couple of scary um scary-ish games that I that I've enjoyed. Um, like I was saying earlier, Resident Evil for me is really good because it has the perfect balance of scary stuff, but then it has a little bit of combat and then it has a little bit of story. Um, I played the first Resident Evil um, a while ago, actually on stream, and I had a really good time with that. The puzzles were a bit much sometimes because I'm not one to, for puzzles, 
Uh, and the camera angles were really weird. Like, they had this thing where, I don't know if y'all remember, but at the time, Resident Evil's had, first of all, tank controls. Second of all, the camera was, like, fixed in a specific spot. And so, like, every time you would go into a different room, the camera would be placed in a different, like, corner of the room. So sometimes you would go to the right to do something, and then the camera would change, and then the camera would be fixed at a different corner, and then you had to press, like, a different direction to go where you wanted to go, which sometimes led to some frustrations of you going back and forth between two different locations because you you just kept, like, pressing the same direction. Um... But I do like the Resident Evil series. Like the only one that the only ones that I haven't played was two and three. Um, so now that there's like remakes of those, like I I'm just gonna jump into those. Um, although I did hear that the third the remake for the third one wasn't as good, so I might have to jump into the original, which I happen to own because my brother was huge into those games. Um, and um, yeah, for me I like that. But in general, I am more someone who prefers like jrpgs and like platformers and uh, as an adult i've grown to love those um like kind of like telltale-esque games like pick your own adventure kind of situation where like you you know kind of like life is strange walking dead wolf among us uh tell me why so um yeah, very, very much a thought for JRPGs. Absolutely. Uh, what about you, Spian? Well, I mean, kind of like I said earlier, I've never been really into, like, scary games. I'm more spooky. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really play a lot of, like, horror games as a kid, but one that I was just kind of thinking of that I really... Um, not Definitely not a horror game, but more in that kind of spooky vibe. Um, game that I really, really enjoyed was Night in the Woods. Um, it's it's very much like that kind of like spooky atmosphere. Um, there's a mystery. It's a little unnerving at times. There's gays. Um, yes, the most important part, there's gays. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I loved Night in the Woods. Um, I might actually, because um, I, I haven't played it in a while, um, so that was that would be a good one that I would love to play through again. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, um, also t- a lot of Nintendo games. I'm very much like Nintendo owns my soul, basically. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of folks would agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Um, I did forget about a very good one, like probably my favorite horror experience that I've experienced, uh, which was Until Dawn. That game is like a narrative driven um, situation where you have like this cast of characters and they go to they ha- they're in this house and then there's like a mystery. And then there is um this branching storyline you have to like figure out like who's the killer and all that stuff and like depending on the decisions that you make it it literally takes place within like until dawn like it's literally like from night until dawn um and um i love that game i made a horrible mistake at the end for people who have played it, they know there's like a, a particular decision that if you make it, it like ruins your progress and you kill like half of your characters. So I was doing so well. I'm pretty sure only one of my one of my characters died. And then like literally at the end, 
I, like, yeah, they dropped, like, flies. It was sad. But Until Dawn was really good. I, I kind of want to play it again because it, it's been, like, a couple years um, since I played it. And I would love to see if I could get a different ending or uh, if I somehow screw up even worse than I did because I don't remember <laughs> what I did the first time. Um but yeah, there's like a lot of different branching paths and stuff like that. So you can get a lot of different endings and uh, a lot of different things can happen depending on how you go about the game. Um, moving on into the questions, we still have a couple more and we're, we're going to go through them a little bit. <laughs> and there's another, we're going to go back to the candy corn in a very interesting question that we got from Doi. And he asked, would you eat candy corn pizza? I I would say I I would try a slice, like half jail. a slice. And jail. I would it that would be my decision of like whether or not whoever recommended it to me or whoever was serving that slice of pizza, that would be a make or break for our friendship and you know, I'll let you know if anyone tries to pull that on me. So <laughs> Do you, are y'all in agreement or is it an absolute no for you? Is it an absolute yes for you? <laughs> Why would you do that to pizza? What did pizza do to you? How did pizza hurt you? Tea. If it was on real pizza, no. If it was like a cookie pizza, yes. Like I'm talking cookie, cream cheese, candy corn. Ooh, okay, I, I try. I try that. Okay, that's that's a perspective I I haven't thought of. Dessert pizzas are good, so we okay okay we re we we have reached um <laughs> we have reached a consensus. Um, we have a, a, a going back to Pokemon, y'all. Listen, chat is very interested in two different topics, and they they want us to go in. Uh, Smallzy asked, "What is your favorite Pokemon starter, <laughs> and why is Ruby wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> so we can expand upon the different Pokemon generations because uh, we only mentioned the first gen of Pokemon. And clearly, I'm going. According to Smallsy, I'm going to be wrong. Um, is it bad that I haven't like I haven't played every generation? So I do have like a chunk of those that I I haven't played and I have no recollection of. Um, anything that happened in the DS era, I I haven't experienced. I do love Chikorita. She walked so that Ariana Grande could run with the poly with the ponytail. That's that could be a different PowerPoint presentation topic for me. So I'm not gonna go too much further because I may want to win another competition. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, uh, I like Chikorita. I think that's that. I, I can't really... I like Score Bunny. Another one, controversial. I feel like nobody likes Score Bunny from the new gen. So I'm just not gonna... I'm just not gonna dig a hole any further. Because I already have a target on my back from dissing Bulbasaur. So, anyway. Spin, do you have a fave? I'm I'm definitely a Bulbasaur stan. Um, like, I always, I always pick well. grass starters, like, my first playthrough. <laughs> in any Pokemon game, um, and usually, like, my second and third, too. Like, I usually 
always pick grass. So you dark. always pick grass. <laughs> you made yeah. it seem as if you changed it up or like on on a different playthrough, but no, absolutely not. Some, sometimes, occasionally, I I will because I like I like Torchic, I like Totodile. Yes. Um, but like especially for recent generations, the grass starters have just been just so good. Uh, Rowlet, Grookey are my boys. I love them so much. That's welcome to my other TED talk on my grass. <laughs> I always choose the fire types. It's either the fire or the water types. I'm so sorry because I think this is a this is definitely a thing in the redacted community. Everybody loves the plant, the grass types, but well. Anyway, Tater. <laughs> when it comes to starters, I am an equal opportunity Pokemon trainer. Okay. <laughs> I have a cycle, and it seems to be very specific, where I alternate the types, and it's because it just so happens that that was my favorite, so that my favorite changes. So I started with Charmander. I loved it. Totodile. Yeah. Loved it. Trico. Friend-shaped. Um, moving on, it just was like that order again and again. But in general, Totodile favorite. I love Chespin. Literally so cute. Perfect. <laughs> yes. All the rest are good boys. Just good boys, all of them. <laughs> I, I, do, I do a lot of the times hate the fact that I have to make a choice. Like, if I'm supposed to catch them all, give them all to me. Don't make me choose. Don't make me look wrong in front of my friends. Just because I think Bulbasaur is kind of ugly as he moves on. But that's a different story. Um, <laughs> not me digging the whole, any like, further and further. Um, anyway, I'm expecting unfollows and unsubscribes today that's just gonna be one of those episodes um just when i thought the jk rowling episode was gonna be controversial this one is even worse uh <laughs> um so our last question of the day because we have been going for uh for a bit longer uh is from mr gokai and uh, this is more of a, of a serious one. I think it's a good way to bring us back into, uh, you know, not attacking one another. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Mr. Gokai's question was, what advice would you give your younger self? Uh, uh, this is very much that moment from, uh, from the reality show where they show the photo of the baby person and they're like, hi, what would you tell, <laughs> what would you tell yourself? Please cry on camera. We want an Emmy. Um, <laughs> um, what I would say to myself, to my younger self, is start sooner. Like when it comes to like YouTube, when it comes to like just do making stuff. Like even if you don't like, if it's not public, um, just like start sooner. Um, or I guess whenever you start. You're going to have a very thick accent and you're going to hate every, everything about it. But you're eventually going to get over it and everything will be fine. And people will actually find it endearing when you, when you get something wrong. And so don't be, don't be an asshole to yourself when you get a word wrong or when you pronounce something wrong. Because it's not a big deal, Ruby. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, what about y'all? What advice would you would you give to your younger selves? Um, you can start with Tater this time. Um, I would tell myself to not take certain things quite as seriously. Uh, to also just pursue what is fun and interesting and different. Uh, I don't know. I would say come out earlier too. Uh, not be afraid of that. Uh, not that it isn't scary, but uh, that it's a good thing to be proud of earlier. Right, yeah. What about you, Spian? I mean, I'm just, right now I'm just kind of thinking about my, like, my teenage self. And definitely, okay, teenage self, first of all, you're, you're a guy, don't worry about it. Second of all, uh, <laughs> but I, I do think I came out at, at generally a good time, so I don't know if I would tell myself to come out earlier for me. But, like, just absolutely just take myself less seriously. Because, like, I feel like, especially... When you're a teenager, like, everything is huge and, like, just everything feels like it's so much more consequential. And it's really not. Like, I, d I don't talk to any of the people that I went to high school with and I haven't for, like, 10 years. Um, like, nobody's going to remember that embarrassing thing you did. Like, just nobody's worrying about it. Like, everybody's too busy worrying about themselves. Like, don't take yourself so seriously is what I would tell my, my younger self. Yeah, that's a that's a huge one as well. Is another thing is like uh, everything that is going on, and this even applies to our present selves and even future selves. Is like everything is temporary. Whatever it is that you're experiencing, there's gonna be for every low that you have. There's gonna be you know, it's life is a roller coaster. So for every low that you have, you're gonna have just as big of a high and just a, as big as like amazing experiences and. Um, Although it, every single time there is a low in your life, like it feels like it's going to be like the end of the world and it feels like the, like there's no coming back from that. But there's always um, there's always a coming back from that situation. And there's always um, the morning always comes after dawn, you know, it's going back to until dawn and how everyone was experiencing death in that game. Um, there was even a dawn to that story, and some of them did survive. If you are a good gamer, all of them survived. If you're like me, maybe more than half didn't. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, those are all the questions for the day. Thank you all for the questions. We really appreciate those from the silly to the serious. We really do appreciate all of them. Uh, thank you for keeping us entertained and for giving us the extra challenge of the try not to laugh sort of situation while everyone is talking. Um, <laughs> turns out Breakfast at Ruby's is both a conversation, a podcast, and a try not to laugh challenge. So uh, you're welcome, everyone. It's a triple experience. Uh, and thank you for my wonderful guests for joining me. Once again, feel free to promote yourselves. Anything that you have coming up, we can start with Spin. Tell us about yourself, your socials, all of that stuff. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, well, um, I've got a lot going on in the next couple months. 
I am, um, of course, you know, always clowning around um, twitch.tv.com slash spinblend. Twitch.tv slash spinblend, I mean. Um, Twitter, also spinblend. Um, I am starting a soap shop this month. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't have, like, release dates firmed up, but I am starting a soap shop this month. I am also running a um, Halloween costume contest in, a in Animal Crossing later yes. this month. Um, so definitely contact me about that. Make sure you get your costumes ready. Get ready to get spooky. Yes. Um, and then also working on, you know, pre-production things. Yes. Things coming <laughs> Maybe possibly with also Ruby and other people. Maybe so. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Coming soon, TM. Coming soon, TM, for sure. <laughs> we could say very soon, TM. <laughs> uh, yeah, what about you, Tater? Thank you also for coming to the show. It's been very fun having both of you. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, again, yes, I, you can always come to twitch.tv forward slash Tater Thoughts. I always have something going on. I have some cosplays going on this month. I have three specifically that I'm working on or have worked on already, um, including a Pikachu look, a Houndoom look, and a Yu-Gi-Oh look. So that's Ooh, a little yes. sneak peek. Um, I'm also carving a pumpkin live on stream for a pre-show for Diana. Uh, if you do not know Miss Diana Hole, it's her birthday this month. So I'm going to be carving a pumpkin. Yes. Uh, and that. yeah, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter as well. It's under me right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for more info. Wonderful. And definitely do check out the description. You, you'll find links to all of our socials and all of our Twitch channels. And um, yeah, and all of that fun stuff. Um, from me, you can expect clownery it's always clown in time at twitch.tv slash project ruby this month like i said earlier i'm playing spooky-esque games not everything is going to necessarily be horror but it's going to be within the theme of the month um i'm also um joining um rainbow arcades uh, efforts to raise money for trans lifeline so we currently have that fundraiser going on for the entirety of uh, october and so far as a team we've already reached the halfway point our goal for the month is twenty thousand dollars for the month and we're in day three and we've already gone over ten thousand so Everybody is doing an amazing effort towards the supporting the trans community and trans lifeline in specific. They're a really good hotline for trans folks to have some someone to talk to, someone to help them out in times of crisis, and they even have um, a funding like program, a micro grants program where they help trans folks. Uh, this is North America. This is U.S. and Canada. Um, and they have uh, programs to help out folks to legally change their names, update their IDs. Uh, so definitely an amazing organization. And you can expect that all month long on my channel. Um, and also 
for Team Rainbow Arcade, which I also recently joined. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, thank you all for watching slash listening to Breakfast at Ruby's. Uh, the show will definitely be back um, sometime this month, either next week or the week after. Who knows? I'm not good at consistency, so I'm not going to make any promises. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for watching and listening. We love you and we'll see you soon. So bye.